Hello, all you lovely souls who revel in embracing life just as I do. This is Nirja Malik and you are welcome into my world of I Embrace. And what do we intend to do here? We delve into the many layers and shades of my life, exploring resilience, positivity, strength, and the inherent fun and laughter that lies deep within each of us. Interludes from my own exciting and adventurous journey, my personal battles and victories that have brought forth innumerable lessons in my life. It is these learnings that I place on a golden platter with utmost humility for your personal consumption. Oh, my dearest, wonderful souls, you do not know how much joy an expansion of my heart is taking place while I take you down memory lane, living, reliving and absolutely enjoying every bit of what I went through and what <laughs> you are going through with me. So yes, I talked about the lovely home that we had and what was the mode of transportation mainly from our house in Rajbagh to any other place. So to add to our excitement, <laughs> the usual mode of transportation from our home to Residency Road was a Shikara ride across the Jhelum River. These collective activities went a long way in ensuring the strength and depth of our cousinly bondings. As we grew older, we took to hitching rides. Of course, we didn't know the meaning of hitching then, but instinctively we did that. So we took to hitching rides in houseboats along the waterways to get to the Dull Lake. And as the houseboat emerged from under the shadowy darkness of a bridge, we would be exposed to a sight for sore eyes. On one side, along the edge of the lake, an entire row of houseboats was anchored from where we could hear the sounds of laughter from playful children and smell the fragrances of the Kashmiri delicacies being cooked, wafting towards us from the open kitchen windows. My God, I can actually smell the fragrances and feel the strength of the different meats and chickens and the Vazwan, even as I sit here talking to you and sharing all my thoughts. 
On the other side, after crossing the road that circumvented the lake, we discovered during our explorations a rocky pathway hidden behind the dense foliage. And it was this that we ran up like agile four-footed goats to an ancient Shankaracharya temple that beckoned our adventurous souls invitingly. Reaching the peak, panting and sweating furiously, while breathing in lungfuls of pure, unadulterated and oxygenated air, we would survey the scene of the Dal Lake and the Charchanar way below us, like little exuberant, triumphant conquerors. On the way back, huffing and puffing, we would perch on the wall to catch our breath, with our legs dangling towards the lake and our backs towards the vehicular traffic. Below us were the dark and dangerously thick weeds, and as we shifted our gaze towards the horizon, we would see the dull lake sprinkled with islands of lotuses undulating in sync with the caressing of the gentle breeze. I can assure you that innumerable love stories and songs in movies portraying couples wearing Kashmiri attires, coy glances and singing lustily about their love for one another have captured the hearts of many a romantic fool. In my innocent young days, I often wondered at the number of gardeners employed to look after these beautiful flowers, little understanding then that the gardener was none other than the Supreme Almighty One. And suddenly, as a movie unfurls, before your very eyes. The scene from my maternal grandmother's house shifted to my paternal grandmother's house in Palampur, Himachal Pradesh. It came alive in my mind. And what was the connection? The connection was that after I was born, my mother-in-law sent an inland letter to her daughter-in-law in Srinagar asking her to please bring their grandchild, namely I, Mircha, to Palampur. So what happens is, and what came alive in my mind, is the fact that in India, the first initial of a name is ideally chosen after opening the pages of a holy book. However, after my mother bundled me across to Himachal Pradesh from Kashmir, the story unfurled that she was very keen to name me Nirja after her sister's best friend, a beautiful, cultured young lady who also was very, very academically inclined and later on became a professor in the Women's College in Srinagar. This thought was meekly conveyed to her mother-in-law that 
this was what had appeared in her mind because she felt that through sheer osmosis those good qualities would rub off on me by the very power of the name simultaneously she assured her mother-in-law that whatever my paternal grandmother felt my mother would be willing to go with her decision whatever it may be so after the unsuspecting priest arrived at our home to do the needful which was to have a havan he was informed by my paternal grandmother that as her son was an officer in the indian navy and sailed on the waters her daughter-in-law's name was kamla meaning the lotus flower her granddaughter's name should therefore rightly be neerja she expanded it further to state that neer meant water which is where her son worked in and ja meant something born out of water which is what her mother's name was you know it occurs to me that they are names that grow on you or you become what you are named i mean imagine a friend of my mother's wanted me to be named asha and from no angle i feel or thought or emotion of anything could i be anasha but anircha yes because many times i have been compared to a lotus what is the well known fact the well known fact about the magnificent lotus is that it is known as the flower of gods its birth takes place in muddy and murky waters and yet it rises above the dirt unstintingly to radiate its beauty in all its glory every time the sun shines magnanimously upon it i have often been compared to the lotus in my early years i was loved so deeply and constantly protected that at a young age i became an entity in myself the buds of a lotus are well protected by the strong stems and the broad leaves which lay the initial foundation to help the flowers to grow and mature to be able to protect themselves no matter how many storms they encounter i too grew up surrounded by so much love and protection that it strengthened me enough to handle the shrieking horrors that came my way i always felt that i was the chosen one to be meted out with an extra share of chaos to be dealt with every time experiences beyond my control lashed out at me 
I was able to sway and bend to the velocity of the winds rather than snap and break. And so, just as all things come to pass, by the grace of the Almighty Gods, I have been gifted the capacity to face the onslaught of trials and tribulations and in its aftermath of restful stillness of rejuvenation and resurrection somehow heal beautifully and bounce back to rise like a phoenix untainted and untouched. Deep and thoughtful meditation, an idea sprang up from the past, just as a tiny seed unfurls and untwirls an eagerly growing fresh green planthood, pushing itself out from beneath the fertile and nourishing soil. I too was born and nurtured in Srinagar, the valley that is poetically famed as the paradise on earth. And in my mind's eye, the beauty of its natural surroundings comes to life as I see the flitting and chirping birds, the beautiful flowers tossing their heads daintily in the undulating breeze, the twinkling rivulets and shimmering lakes reflecting the glory of the shining sun amidst the backdrop of pure and clear blue skies. The magnificent, riotous colours of red and magenta merging with the dimming of the orange and yellow setting sun would make me bow my head down in wonderment and gratitude for exposing me to such spiritually uplifting sights. And that is when I felt thoroughly shaken by the enormous impact and love of God. Every time I felt a soft breeze around me, my mind would liken it to Him gently touching and caressing me and giving me the Shakti to bounce back from whatever he chose to gift me as Prasad. Yes, I feel very, very grateful to be born in a place where they say, Gar fir dos if there be a paradise on earth, it is this, it is this, it is this. I owe everything to God and to my birthplace, Kashmir, Srinagar, Kashmir. Gratitude fills my very being, as I cannot think of life in any other way or want for anything different, I am what I am because of how 
I was created and born and I will be what I will be to overcome everything the way he decided for me. A strange blanket of peace and a knowing understanding descends on me when the realization dawns that I had begun deeply touching people's hearts from a very young age. Often I would hear in passing, I was God's gift to mankind. I thought these comments were uttered jokingly. But when the atmosphere is seeped with constant statements such as these, then the oft-repeated vibrations culminate into something beyond comprehension. They say that you become what others believe you to be and the overwhelming love and positivity surrounding me from all sides shaped me into becoming what I am. When the topic of friendship cropped up in a conversation recently, I mentioned that though the air consists of innumerable gases, we need oxygen to survive. I was questioningly asked, how many oxygens do you have? And these deeply felt words escaped from the very depths of my soul. Each and every being on this earth is the oxygen I survive on. They are all mine and belong to me as I am theirs and belong to each and every one of them. Often I was asked, which group do you belong to? And I always answered, I don't belong to any group, but each and every group belongs to me. For we are one. And then a revelation of skyrocketing possibilities hit me like a bolt from the blue. I was sitting peacefully in my sancto sanctorum with my hands folded meditatively in prayer in deep communion with my creator. I could see myself smiling beautifully my heart bursting with gratitude at the countless blessings and multiple gifts showered on me by my Maker. I felt my heartbeat pulsating strongly within my own palms. Suddenly, a face and figure made an appearance in my mind's eye, as if asking to be let in with overwhelming love. I welcomed that soul's heartbeat to beat as one with mine. And before I knew it, others appeared from all over the world, one after the other, in quick succession. And soon my palms welcomed and encapsulated all the heartbeats of all the living beings on this entire planet. 
Is that a possibility? I wonder. But it was a moment that will be eternally alive in me. It was at that moment that the oft-repeated phrase, we are all one, made itself abundantly clear to me. I humbly held all the hearts as one unified entity within my own wildly throbbing and pulsating heartbeat and with tears of joy and gratitude overflowing and streaming down my bowed and lowered face, I could not speak. Life was beautiful as one happy moment joyfully rolled into another, sprinkled with endless bouts of both fun and laughter and blessed showers of spiritual purity. Always surrounded by people who loved, supported and uplifted me, I learned from them to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This stimulating, nurturing atmosphere inculcated in me the feeling that I was the ruler of my own destiny, my own kingdom, and these loving family members were my thousand jewels that I had a responsibility towards. My actions were always without thought. They were immediate and involuntary reactions. So what became naturally and automatically embossed in my psyche was this uppermost, undeletable truth. I was born to love. This tidal wave of love and affection showered on me, knitted a tapestry of deep and meaningful relationships all through my life and made me what I am the very embodiment of love itself. I Embrace isn't just about my journey of conquering cancer. It's about embracing life in all its entanglement and beauty. Remember, in this journey of life, You are never alone and I need to thank you for becoming a part of this inspiring journey. Thank you for joining me today on I Embrace and my heartfelt wishes. Stay resilient, stay positive and most importantly, keep embracing life in all its Glory.